We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Hey, welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast, episode number 19. We're going to talk about first loves tonight. I'm Nicholas Villars. I'm one of the hosts here, and I'm the vocalist in this band. And I am Robert S.J.W. Tallman, and uh, I am also a host of uh, whatever this is, and uh, I play guitar in the band. And I'm trying to be two guitarists cool at once so you just we'll got a new uh, a new pedal yeah i got a what's called a looping pedal or a looper pedal and it allows you to record and play back things with your guitar it's like the joseph gordon levitt movie yeah yeah and it's also sort of like um when people trigger things that are pre-recorded live except you what I'm going to try mostly to do is to perform those things and then loop them and then play over top of them all in real time, if possible. I'd rather not have to trigger stuff. And it seems a little disingenuous to me as a as a musician. Well, you have to do what you have to do right. to present your performance the way it is on the album right and, and we've chosen to not have two guitar players so yes you, you have to uh, allow yourself these things that's right and p- hopefully people get uh give me a, a free pass they will um and if they don't then we fr- quite frankly we don't want them yeah well i'm i can't play two guitars at the same time now someone out there might disagree with you (laughs) well yeah i've seen someone play two guitars at the same time but i personally right now i don't have the ability to do that and you're not willing to um try to make that happen (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with that and not for our style of music because i couldn't strum i'd have to be like hammering on and pulling off on both of them and that's what people have to do if they're playing two guitars at once. Not everyone who's a musician uh, aspires to be a Steve Vai right. or Joe Satriani. Yes. We use chords in our songs uh, to fill them out and make them sound fat and big and The guy wide. from Fall of Troy uses a looper. Oh, does he? Yeah, I okay. saw them live and cool. he was doing that. He was making good use of it. Good, good. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited about mine. I just have to master the application of it as well as figure out the logistics of... I'm sure people are riveted by this. Yeah, well, we uh, we have a listener here. uh, It's Ivy, and she just said it was boring. (laughs) (laughs) I told her we were live on Periscope so she could uh, watch this and relish in how terrible it is. Well, one thing that's not boring is when you crack open an ice cold beer. That's right, and that's that what I'm really, doing right here. And, that uh, really perks things up. And uh, now I think that we can really begin the party atmosphere. And um, uh, I welcome everyone <laughs> to uh, we're we're having a party. Real a hey, super divorce supercast party edition. Yeah, party um, edition, but not. That's not the subject. No, the subject is first loves, and we will get to that. Right? Yes. We'll get to it. Uh, but uh, she wishes she had beer. She's ready to fucking party. <laughs> but 
you know, one thing I want to mention real quick is uh, I don't remember how many episodes we did of the uh, uh, Sleep Star Ignition show, but mm-hmm. I I think we're far past. I would now, imagine we? we've surpassed it by far. Um, well, it's not it's not romantic. We're not just talking about romance here. <laughs> we're talking about uh, first loves and music. Yeah, uh, it's your not, first loves. It's not a romance show. It's not a romance show. It's just first loves. It applies yeah. to everything ranging from uh, what whatever Nick was just saying. Yeah, um, music, video games, movies. Because we don't want to sit here for uh, an hour and a half and talk about uh, who we're crushing on in fourth grade, right? You know, uh, or, or earlier. I um, I finally moved past that. Uh, <laughs> I finally moved past the heartbreak from my fourth grade love. Yeah. Much to Ivy's satisfaction. Uh, she called us, my the, my girlfriend called us cock lovers. Uh, well, at least my own. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, you gotta take pride. Um, <laughs> if you're following Andrew's lead on who started it, just for everyone out there listening uh, to this podcast right now, yeah, uh, the, the if recorded. You're not, if you're not live with us on Periscope, <laughs> uh, join us next time on Periscope, and we're going to try and get Facebook figured out too, so we can uh, stream this show live on both platforms. Yes, and it's it's a lot of fun, especially on Periscope because you can chat with us as we're doing the show, and it's more interactive for you right. and us. Yeah, I I. I would prefer people to watch it on Periscope. I think it'd be more entertaining to get the visual of the show as well. Um, which we could, I guess, also film the podcast and upload it to YouTube if we were so inclined. Um, probably should do that, but... Yeah, probably. Because um, um. whenever, you know, you can listen to podcasts on iTunes and stuff, but you'll see, like... How the Stone Cold podcast, there's an actual, there's, you know, you can watch a, 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 a visual representation. That's a bit more premium. That's right. But we can do a sort of a lower budget version of that. Um, and uh, I know we're capable of it, and I have the utmost confidence that we can do it. And we'll get there. We're plugging along, so don't worry. Right. Out there. Um why don't we... Let's hit a little TT Boys. It's right here. Okay. And it's a good way to start the show. Yeah. Um, if you see one you like, why don't you just uh, make everyone privy to it? Well, I, I have one specifically. Oh, my lady said she loved me. I love you as well. Thank you. That um, was the first love <laughs> of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My TT Boys topic, the one that jumped out to me, is purely for selfish reasons. It's uh, actor Nicolas Cage reportedly involved in an altercation with ex-Motley crew member Vince Neil. And I happen to know about this. I read into it more. It happened in Las Vegas. Oh. And Nick Nick Cage is wearing like a, a bright blue suit. Like a like a bright blue pimp suit, and he's got, he's just got Vince Neil like a headlock. There's so it's a real photo. It's like a fight. Yeah, like a, a physical altercation. Yeah, and uh, I didn't read any into it any more than the headline and the picture. But so you don't know why they were fighting. No, 
But I do know this. On the post where I where I came upon this, it was uh, one of the music blogs I follow. Um, I think Stereo Gum. Mm-hmm. And uh, they posted about it, and I commented, uh, I didn't know that Vince Neil had become a cage fighter. And uh, it had the mm-hmm. most likes out of any... <laughs> That's clever. That's good. You you. Should, I was proud of my game on that one. You should have had the most likes on I, that. I was channeling my inner Nick Villars. Yeah. I, Bob's heating up. As you He's said heating that. Up. As you said that, I was actually thinking cage fighter. Yeah. I was trying to come up with something. So. Yep. That was good. Yeah. I like it. If you get in a fight with Nicolas Cage, you become a cage fighter. That's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. It's a real thing. So I saw um, a post a couple of days ago that uh, that said if you decide to clean your vacuum, you become a vacuum cleaner. Yes, yeah, I saw that. That's what that I think. That's what triggered that in my mind. Yeah. The Cage comment. Um, what? Uh, real quick, what do you think they were fighting over? Since we don't know. <laughs> oh, I here's what I think happened. I bet he's got, n- picture Nicolas Cage with a full blown headlock yeah. on Vince Neil, and they're almost their faces are almost touching. It's mm-hmm. like they're about to kiss. Like it almost looks like a really chummy picture where the hands around the the throat there. But there's uh, Bender. You What's up, Bender? He couldn't be on the cast, but uh, he's uh, tuning in. <laughs> Vince Neil strikes me as the type of guy who walked past uh, Nicolas Cage and said, Nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Cage just... And he seems like the type of guy who would kick someone's ass yeah, for saying that. He'd had enough and uh, maybe just lost a few, few K at... At the craps table. Yeah. And uh, Vince Neal rubs him the wrong way, and he just uh, yeah. puts him right in a headlock and gets him. Um, when did he? Uh, when did this happen? Is it just today? It was recently. I think it was possibly yesterday. Yeah. But uh, it's trending now because it's just so funny. Uh, yeah, the... Uh, oh, you know... Updates coming in say that Nick Cage is now leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> Before the law yeah. can catch up with him, so he's got to get out. Get out of town. Um, yeah. But also, I've heard uh, that once everything, once all the dust settles, uh, he will uh, he will return for a honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> With his wife, uh, uh, God, what's her name? Three names. Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> it's not Catherine Zeta Jones or Sarah Michelle Geller. It is. It is. Uh, horse. People say she has a horse face. It's mean, but I. That's. I, uh, it's. Uh, she used to be uh, married to Matthew Broderick. Matthew, yeah. I, I pegged you as a guy who would say Broderick. Matthew Broderick. 
<laughs> just to be different. Maybe I do it. I don't know because I, I I like him, <laughs> so I think I'll respect his yeah. name. Because you don't want people saying Billers, yeah, and he doesn't want people saying Broderick. Broderick, yeah. Uh, Frodrick. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, I can't think of her name either. It's uh, why it's so obvious. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. It's two first names and a male first name. Or a a, per, a last name, yeah, yeah, Parker, Parker Posey. A lot of people are naming their sons Parker these days. <laughs> Do I agree with it? <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't name my my son Parker. Parker. Um, I uh. Let's see. <laughs> Recrap. <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, I want to talk about Ernie Els. Oh man! Golfer. Did you see that video? Oh, I, I just I read that he had the worst first hole <laughs> at the Masters ever. It was a ten-stroke yes first hole yes, and he's a former world. World champion golfer. He's won several major championships in the in the golfing, the sport of golf. Yeah. Uh, The video, it's like a playback from ESPN, and he's about he's within about two to two and a half feet from the hole. He puts it past the hole. He misses, which is embarrassing, and then he does one of those ah, and he kind of. Walks up and he he gives kind of a half-ass stance for the tap in. Yeah, and he he taps it past the hole again, and then he walks back to the other side and does the same thing again. He hits it, and misses it, and then he he does the thing that you see people on golf courses do when they're not taking it serious, where they just put it past and they're like, "Ah, oh, that's a gimme." Yeah, and they reach their putter out and just kind of like rake it toward the hole. Yeah, he does that <laughs> at the Masters, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Dude, I I wonder if he was penalized because you can't rake the ball toward the hole." Are you sure? I'm, or is it just unconventional? I'm pretty sure you can't rake it because you could just rake well, yeah, it you all the way in. Drag you know? it. Yeah. What if so that I'm was sure a loophole it... in golf? No one's realized yet. <laughs> but if you get your putter out and, and you just... maintain contact, yeah, from you could walk it from the tee to the green <laughs> and just roll it in. It might take you a while, but. Especially getting through the thicker parts of the grass might be difficult. Before we move on from golf, this made me think about uh, we did Scandals Week recently. Yes. And Bill Clinton, there's a mini scandal. I don't know if you ever heard about this where uh, apparently his caddy said that uh, he cheated on his golf scores out on the course. (laughs) So he would... Does that surprise anyone? It doesn't surprise me, no. uh, (laughs) I think it was a few instances of hitting it like... Into uh, you know, into a hazard, mm-hmm. and then he would just move it out. Yeah, and say you know, kind of like a judge smells. Yeah. Don't count that. Yeah, it's, but in real tournaments or in just like private, I don't matches know if it was in a real buddy. tournament, but maybe maybe just with his buddy. Still, you know, it's come on, take, take your score. That's right, but you know, 
some people are so goddamn competitive that they are willing to cheat to win. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, especially if he's with his old, uh, buddies from, from, uh, where did he go to college? Did he go to just Arkansas? I don't know. I think that's where he went. Um, if Andrew knows otherwise, someone out there can Google it. Google. Andrew's taking a shit. <laughs> Google. Google. No, he's making eggs. Oh. That's what he's doing. I guarantee it. Google what now? I'm hammered as fuck. <laughs> well, we were trying to figure out. Uh, we're trying to figure out where Bill Clinton went to college. Yeah, we we're assuming it was Arkansas's. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Arkansas. Is it the University of Arkansas or is it Arkansas University? I don't know. Or is it, uh, yeah, Arkansas. I thought of a great movie starring Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> Noah's Arkansas. <laughs> and it's kind of like the Steve Carell, Evan Almighty, modern day spin on mm-hmm. the Noah story. Yeah. But he has to build the boat in Arkansas down there and uh, go ahead and throw a bunch of farm animals on the ark and saw. Okay. I'm going to one-up you right now because my movie is about a man named Alan mm-hmm. and he is uh, he utilizes a chainsaw in his daily life. So, um, but it... He's uh the character's name's Alan and the the actor's name is Alan Arkin. Yeah. And he also resides in the state of Arkansas. And the movie will be called Alan Arkansas. So <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I like Alan Arkin. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> he was an Argo. Was he? Yeah. He's a he's a good actor. Uh comedic comedically gifted and good in dramas as well. You can do both. Yeah. They they call that multifaceted. Yes. Uh Alan Alan Arkin people don't know because Peter Sellers is famous for the role of uh uh Inspector Cluso in yes. the uh Pink Panther movies, but Alan Arkin actually played Clouseau. Did he? Once. No. Oh. So it was like a Bond thing. Yeah. He passed, passed the torch. He passed the torch to Sellers, I believe. I think he was... He played uh, Clouseau first. Huh. I, I'm well, almost I'll positive. I'll have to look into this because yeah. I've never heard that before. I'm almost positive. Um, I only ever hear of Sellers. Yeah. Peter Sellers. Sellers is the definitive Pink Panther. Arkin played it a little differently. How uh, about Steve Martin? Ugh. No. No? No. Hmm. No. I saw the the first Steve Martin Pink Panther. and uh, I like the hamburger scene. That's the only yes. funny scene, and it's in the trailer. Uh, Mr. The Magoo. Doe Burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying He's closer when he begins. Yeah. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. And that's, they, they hit it in that scene, you know. That was about it. That's I would like I him yoga. <laughs> no yoga. <laughs> uh, that's the only scene I remember from that whole film. <laughs> Same here. 
He says, Pink Panther is, is a diamond, di- you fuck. Yeah, Pink Panther's a diamond and in- Inspector Cleason is yeah. the uh, no character. One, no one said Pink Panther was a man. No. You fuck. Yeah, you're the one who's not paying attention, bitch. Some, someone on Periscope's giving us some heat over here. <laughs> and uh, Oh, Ivy, we need to watch uh, Pink Panther Strikes Again, I believe it's called. It's the one where he gets uh, Dreyfus high on uh, laughing gas towards the end, um, <laughs> and they're laugh. They're both high on laughing gas. Dreyfus has turned on him. He used to be the. Uh, he used to be his boss. Is this a spoiler? Because <laughs> I've never seen it. They're goofy comedies. It's not as if. I mean, come on. But if it's a if it's someone turning coat, <laughs> sounds like a big he reveal. <laughs> now I'm gonna know. Yeah, well, and anyone else who's listening, anybody else, so. I I don't I don't believe that you're gonna go out tomorrow and rent a Pink Panther film and watch it. Maybe I will. <laughs> I don't believe. I it. might drive 35 minutes to Kettering and go to Family Video and pick up the Pink Panther. It has to be Strikes Again, I believe. It well, could... I won't watch them out of order. It's ridiculous. Strikes Again's the only one I've ever seen. Well, um... I've got to see the whole series. <laughs> no, I've seen two of them, and the other one was good, too. Pink Panther Returns and Strikes Again, which Dark Knight Returns, Strikes Again. Mm-hmm. Illuminati confirmed, motherfucker. Some blockbuster like a feral or cereal. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what's going on. Well, I, my mother—it's my mother's favorite, like one of her favorite comedies from when she was growing up, and she had it. We had it on VHS in my family. It was one of my first loves. Uh, was Pink, that Pink Panther movie, mm. and it. We would literally just be rolling. I mean, some of the funniest shit. And it still holds up. I've seen it recently. Um, my mom also loves Young Frankenstein. That that That's one movie that I grew up with and I've always loved. So I have a soft spot for that film. There was a problem I had as a youngster with movies that looked like they were made in the 60s or 70s. Mm-hmm. I didn't like watching them. Something about the film quality just, like, gave me, like, this slightly unsettling feeling. Yeah. Because I pushed through it to watch, mm-hmm. like, uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. But I always remember feeling like that movie, it's I could old. tell. Yeah, it was distinctly different than, like, watching The Goonies yeah. or other things that were coming out in the 80s. It mm-hmm. seems like there was this hard transition from, like, 70s to 80s films. Definitely. Where the technology just, it jumped. In a very noticeable way, I agree. And because uh, you get that Charles Bronson, yeah, those just look, yeah. Like, I like it now, yeah. It's but cool. as a kid, I was I was slightly put off by it. Yeah, it just seemed like it was going to be lame or something. Yeah, because I don't know why I thought they couldn't make good movies before the eighties <laughs> before I was alive. You know? I think my mom explained to me why. Basically, Young Frankenstein was filmed in black and white, ironically, so yeah. it would match the original. And I watched those old black and white Universal monster movies when I was a kid. That was yeah. another of my first loves. 
my dad and I would watch those when they'd run them on a TNT um, all the fucking time and on Turner Classic Movies and stuff. And uh, we would watch... Uh, what the hell? <laughs> Sorry, we got distracted by per- Periscope. I would watch uh, Frankenstein vs. Wolfman, Son of Frankenstein, the yeah. original Frankenstein, The Mummies, Invisible Man, Dracula. Uh, I just loved them. And uh, so making that trans transition from watching those to watching Young Frankenstein was easy for me. But yes. I remember I did like Young Frankenstein. When I was a, yeah. a small boy. That's and, funny uh, no matter how old you are. Yeah. That's just comedy that hits on all levels. And, and uh, yeah, of course, I loved, uh, I would say another of my first loves would be Monster Squad. Yes. Lost Boys. Here. I loved Lost Boys when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, I loved Freddy Krueger, too. You've told me yeah. about that, yeah. Which, uh some people would now say is horrible parenting, but <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't, uh, stab anyone. So right. It's good. You didn't, uh, walk around with a, uh, uh, a Wolverine glove. And, I did uh, make one slice people. Yeah. I went to my grandfather's, uh, <laughs> workbench and I took one of his work gloves and I like shoved, uh, Phillips head screwdrivers through the fingers <laughs> On the inside and slipped my hand in. My fingers were small enough they could fit inside with the uh, the screwdrivers in yeah. each finger. And kind of walked around just, ah! <laughs> I never stabbed That's anyone good. with it, so yeah, no worries there. It's make-believe. Yeah, it's just a fun thing. And I remember being super, super excited when I finally found like a replica glove for Halloween one year. Yeah. That was like the coolest thing to me. It's just, I don't know. I think Freddy has this strange kind of, you know, that comedic side to him. Yes. Because I was still scared of the movies in certain parts, but I would get through it because there was this silliness to it. Yeah. Where it wasn't like, it didn't scare me the way that Jason did. Yeah. Or Michael Myers. They're dead, dead on just killers. Yeah. There's no witty, like, one-liners from them where Freddy gets his one-liners and... (laughs) Welcome to primetime, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he pulls the girl into the TV. Is that from part two? Uh, no, that was, I think, three. Three. Okay. If I'm correct, Bender. Um, yeah. Part three, three. There you go. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Um, with, uh... What a creative concept for that one, too. To have the kids trying to fight back. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Um... Does it? I've never seen the film. I know oh. of it, and I know the premise. But does it have a? Uh, even though it's a horror film, does it hit on that Goonies or Monster Squad level with the characters um, trying to fight back against Freddy and having their own dream powers? Or maybe uh, a little bit, just because you know they are they kind of group together, you know. Yeah. But it's not. It's not as cheeky and and you know upbeat. Obviously, okay, yeah. But. <laughs> You know, they, there's a little bit of that camaraderie. They're a little older, yeah. of course, than the kids. In, Late teens. In Goonies. Yeah. yeah. So pre-teens. But it's it's cool. It's got that uh, that neat 80s horror movie vibe to it. Yes. Good. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, 
Speaking of loving a character that's supposed to be a villain because of the lightheartedness, uh, doesn't Lazarus love Majin Buu? Yes, he does. <laughs> My son loves Majin Buu. <laughs> Even though he's Dragon like... He's a destroyer of worlds and galaxies yeah. and yeah. things. And he's, he's got his little... Terrible, evil villain. Yeah. He's got a Majin Buu <laughs> stuffed animal that he sleeps with every night. And he takes it everywhere with him. <laughs> He For left... those of you who don't know who Majin Buu is, he's a villain from Dragon Ball Z. And mm. I, uh, don't ruin anything for me in the comments because I've never seen the Majin Buu saga. You're just uh, right there, right just now. Just on the cusp. Just getting there. Yeah. So. so, yeah, it's, um, it's funny. He, he left it over at his grandparents on accident a few weeks ago and he realized that, uh, when he got home, that he didn't have it with him, oh. and he just freaked out. He's like, "No, Majin Buu's gonna be sad." It's like, <laughs> That's all he needed was a little love yeah. from a four-year-old. Yeah, is uh, you could have calmed Majin Buu down. You wake him up and just have Lazarus run up to him and not let him be sad. Yeah. Because if they're not together, he'll be sad. Yeah, and then who want to destroy the universe? <laughs> Majin Buu doesn't want to take over. Yeah, he just wants to to destroy things, fuck shit yeah. up. Yeah, like uh, yeah, that's how I perceive him without knowing a lot about the character. Is that he just he just enjoys fucking things up for the yeah. sake of fucking them it's up. It's fun, to and him. it's fun. Yeah, it's like playtime. And he gets <laughs> it's, like... it's like a little kid. <laughs> It's playtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What, what was your what a great character. Since you're just now getting into DBZ, yeah. Um I will say that was my first love uh as far as anime goes, and I've not gotten into a whole lot really. I'm I'm pretty much a basic bitch when it comes to anime. Yeah. Um but basic I'm white I, boy. I love Dragon Ball Z. Even if I got like, you know, super deep into anime down the road, mm -hmm. I don't think anything would ever top the first experience of watching that when I was a kid, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, setting my VCR to record episodes at a certain time and sneaking downstairs late at night so I could see it because it would come on at like 1230 on uh, Toonami uh, back in the day. The yeah. new episodes would air that late for some reason for a certain time. Until so, they ran them, yeah, yeah. The daytime. Um, but yeah, I, I I love that show. Um, what was your first love as far as cartoons in general? Cartoons. Um, when I was growing up, at first I only had Cartoon Network, and then I got Nickelodeon after the fact. Mm -hmm. So I loved both. I loved both, and I still love both. But. Um, when I was a kid, the very first one was Cartoon Network, and I I had that, and then I had Saturday morning cartoons, actually, if I'm going way far back for yeah. first loves. Um, I used to wake up and watch Fox Kids, uh -huh. um, and I fucking loved the X-Men animated series. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorites. I would always watch that. I would watch, I watched the real Ghostbusters religiously, um, 
It was on before school. Mm-hmm. So there was a time in my life where I would wake up early and watch an episode of Real Ghostbusters and go to school. So that yeah. shows you something because I'm not a fucking morning person now. I was big into that show too. Oh, man. Real Ghostbusters. Yes. I, that's one of the earliest. And uh, that and Ninja Turtles. Yes. That and too. I loved the Transformers. I don't know if that was... I never got in on... It wasn't that I didn't like it. I had a couple toys, but I don't know if my little brain couldn't love that many things at once, or if I just wasn't... I think Transformers was a little bit bigger a a year or two before the time when I started really remembering everything. Um, Our drummer, Bender, just uh, weighed in here on Periscope, and... uh, Bender, you, uh, I, I saw you comment, you had mentioned Ren and Stimpy and Space Ghost. Oh, God, Space um, Ghost. Which one, was one of those, like, your favorite, your first love, as far <laughs> as, uh, cartoons? Question, is it, are, are you talking... Oh, Andrew said Space Ghost. Okay, okay I was sorry. gonna say, Space just... Ghost, the legit Hanna-Barbera cartoon, where it's taken seriously and everything? Because yeah. I like that, as well. And, um, okay. And I also liked Satirical Space Ghost. I yeah. liked them both. I, he worked, yeah, the original. There you go. What was the one with, uh, uh, the somethingoids? And it was, it took place in 1997, uh, future 1997, where the world had cracked in half, and there was this blob like character. It was white, and it. <laughs> And it would, like, throw things. I don't know what that was. It was called, uh, the... Oh, my God. Because it was sort of like He-Man, but not... It it was Hanna-Barbera, so it was very old. Um, I did love He-Man. Is it like the... Bender can picture it. Yeah, it was like... It wasn't the Inhumanoids, it was the Somethingoids were the villains. I don't know if that was the name of the show. I don't know. God damn it. I have to look it up. Did you ever watch Pirates of... Uh, was it Pirates Penzance? Of, no, Darkwater? <laughs> no, I've no? never even heard of that. That was a badass cartoon. Was it? Yeah. Was that it was a Hanna-Barbera? No, it was... Oh. Uh, I think it was a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, shit. Um, but Bob uh, took too many shrooms. Uh... Checking our Periscope, people. I feel bad for anybody just listening to this when we cut out and go to Periscope, but, um, Ren and Stimpy, yes. Ren and Stimpy was huge for me for a very short burst of time, and it felt like it went away, and I could never find it. Did you used to watch it on SNCC? On Saturday nights? I was like, there was a block. It was so awesome, because it was like... It's, I think it started with uh, Roundhouse. Did you ever watch that show? I never did, but I did watch all that, and I watched Keenan and Kel. Roundhouse was before all that okay. came along. And it, but it was a, it was like a live sketch comedy show. Okay. Kinda. Um, that was really good. And then Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ren Salute and Your Shorts? Was that on I don't there? think Salute Your Shorts was on there. Oh, no. okay. I think it was four shows. Okay. And I remember three of them. I don't know what the uh, the fourth was. But every Saturday night, and I remember staying at one of my friend's house on uh, on a Saturday, 
and it was like, oh, hey, it's it's like nine. Can we watch uh, Ren and Stimpy? And he was like, my mom and dad won't let me watch that. And I got so butthurt. I was just <laughs> pissed off beyond belief. Like, I couldn't comprehend someone's parents not letting them watch Ren and Stimpy because, you know, it was it was pretty much whatever at my house, yeah. you know. I wasn't watching porn when I was in, like, first grade or anything, but there were not any restrictions on cartoons, you know. I was always allowed to watch fucking Simpsons and South Park when that came on. Yeah. And uh, I never had any, any problems. So... I think that if you uh, censor fucking kids' cartoons, then you need to step up your game as a parent. Yeah. And I am telling you how to parent right now. <laughs> so, if you don't like it... You've earned it by this point. Yeah. You have a very well-behaved young man, uh, yeah. four-year-old, so... And and I think it's okay. I think if he wanted... he Actually, he's seen Ren and Stimpy, and he thought it was funny. And yeah, we just was, watched, uh, oh, we just watched Animaniacs yesterday. That was another, it was a show I was going to mention after I got done with the uh, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons that I was into because I, early on, Cartoon Network just had a huge variety. It covered all the way back to Bugs Bunny and, and, da- and um, um, Daffy, Daffy, Daffy Duck. Duck. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elmer Fudd and Porky Pig and stuff, all that shit. All the way back to that, to Tom and Jerry, which mm-hmm. I also loved. Marvin the Martian, you know, all that old stuff. Up through, I think that was like way early, like 30s, 40s. Yeah. And then you get to the Hanna-Barbera stuff from the 60s. You got classic Scooby-Doo. The best, oh, yeah. best Scooby-Doo episodes are the really, really old ones. I used to love falling asleep watching Scooby-Doo. It was, that was like my favorite thing. Such a good show. It had, you know, the, the initial scariness of the monsters and then, you know, the investigating and it was always the formula, but man, it was classic. And then they'd have the chase scenes with the yeah. 60s, like, monkeys wannabe bands that yeah. you know playing a song specifically written for the episode and it was just fucking great i love the skeleton in the spacesuit mm-hmm. he was my favorite and i would try to act like him and be like <laughs> <laughs> he had this weird laugh and i would get my mom to do it too and we would just laugh our asses off what did you think of minor 49er minor <laughs> Doesn't he say his name too? I don't. Isn't he like Miner Forty Niner? I don't. (laughs) I remember the fucking Miner Forty Niner. God damn it! I'm building a bunch of uh, Scooby Legos with Lazarus right now. Nice. We've got a haunted house set that we're working on. It's really cool. (laughs) It's Um, it's wonderful because. I you know I say the old ones are the best, but even the every iteration of Scooby Doo is is usually pretty good. I don't They're like not, Scrappy. You don't you stopped like yeah Scrappy's like Scrappy. annoying as and fuck, I didn't like yeah. I didn't like a pup named Scooby Doo either. You didn't like a pup named Scoob. I, I enjoyed that show. I no I, I wasn't, I'm I'm OG Scooby Doo all the way. I yeah, just love the feel of that show. You have to. It's and, classic. Fucking classic. 
And the other Hanna-Barbera uh, cartoon... <laughs> Scrappy blows. <laughs> <laughs> the other... The Hanna-Barbera t- cartoon that I was trying to think of the name of is called The Herculoids. The Herculoids. Yes. And I, I bet if you saw... If you saw footage from it, you would probably recognize it and maybe remember, you know, flipping the channel when it came on. I don't know, but, um, but Cartoon Network, they had those, they had generations of cartoons on all at once. It was yeah. a magical fucking time because kids today won't get the Bugs Bunny and stuff unless they have the other channel, which is like, I think they have a second channel, which is all the classic ones now, and they kind of ripped them off. You get good shows now, but you don't get the generational stuff. A lot of shows I for love. kids suck now. Yeah, they're all right. You um, have your Adventure Times and your regular shows, which are fucking great. Yeah, but there's some real duds as yeah. well. So it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Um. Um. Well, I'm. There are boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Jetsons, fucking Flintstones. You know. Yeah. They weren't my favorites, but I would watch them, dude. Yeah. I would fucking watch the shit out of cartoons. And then you had the new, which was like, at the time, Cow and Chicken and Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, you know... Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls, I Am Weasel. Come on. It was all good. Um, my, uh... They were all so fucking funny, and they'd have shows within a show. Yeah. Like, I remember, uh... In Dexter's Lab, they had, they had the, they were like the Avengers, but they were all alternates. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold, classic. I was gonna get to Nickelodeon. Yeah, but okay. we were still in Cartoon Network, guys. Come on. <laughs> Stick with it. Do you remember the show that was like the Avengers inside Dexter's Lab? And instead of the Hulk, it was like the Incragable Crunk. And, uh, Thor was like a, he looked like Thor, but he had a guitar. Hulk was purple with green pants. It was fucking hilarious. Justice Friends, yes. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Bender. Yeah, it was called Justice Friends. It was so fucking funny. And it was like a show within a show. You'd get a little segment within Dexter's Lab, and it would give you a whole different kind of narrative. Major Glory. <laughs> Yes. All and right. I know Macho Man was a voice on that show, too. He was like a powerful space alien. Okay, so... Action Hank, too, Bender. Action Hank. Go ahead. So, uh... <laughs> why, don't, why don't we go from from shows to toys? Okay. Toys. First Which loves. tie in very well with yeah. shows, because we grew up in a, in a decade... In decades of just shameless product oh yeah and it goes on today too Uh, yeah but i wouldn't have it any other way because you get you (laughs) see this stuff on tv and then you can buy a physical manifestation of it and you can fucking make up your own stories and i think that that was you live that you live the life of the show i think it's great for creativity um and i worry about kids now maybe not getting as much of that they're just Mm -hmm. like poking buttons on a fucking tablet all day yeah I think when you had, like, a group of toys, and you had some from each show that you liked, you could, like, do crossover stories where, like, you know, the monsters from from (laughs) Ghostbusters invade, you know, the the turtles, and then they have to team up, and 
and you start formulating this stuff and, and coming up with ideas and imagine if that shit if the studios would work together would have worked together and that shit would have happened in the 80s yeah a ghost real ghostbusters ninja turtles crossover episode yeah we would have just like died yeah <laughs> and been happy to die yeah. after we'd seen that because that was there's the first loves and speaking of toys and shows I had Ghostbusters toys were my first love. I took my Ghostbusters, my uh, proton pack and my trap, which broke like a week in, but I took those very seriously. I would strap up and run around the house and just fucking suck up ghosts all day long, and uh, that was my first love with toys. So you'd go with uh, the real Ghostbusters toys? Yes. It, I don't know necessarily if they were only based off the animated show, but they were uh, they were made around around the time of the animated show because the the original movie was what nineteen eighty one or something eighty two. I thought it was later than that. Was it? Yeah. I know the. I don't know. But I, I had, you know, I had all those toys. I had the, the station and, you know, yeah. the, the, the Ecto one. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah, so it did. It had been out for a few years by the time I got my toys. But I don't know. See, it's tough for me because I was kind of spoiled when it came to action figures. So me I remember too. having. Like all of them at once, mm-hmm. and so it's a tough call because I don't know that I liked playing with one set over the others because I had like He-Man, Transformers, yep. Ghostbusters, yep. Turtles, yep, and I would constantly like you know have them interacting with each other. So it's it's really tough. I'd have to say that my first love was just that activity. Action playing figures. with all of those action figures, yeah. My mom would buy me one every Friday yeah. when she got off work. Just one. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that you've been doing that for yeah. a long time, you gotta. I had a suitcase, mm-hmm. and I would just pop open this suitcase, and it was just fucking stuffed with yeah. action figures. And yeah. I, had, I had all the ones you mentioned. I had Terminator. Oh, yeah, I remember I had those. Swamp thing that mm-hmm. if you put him in the freezer, he would change colors. Did and... you have the playset of the Swamp Thing? Because I had a playset that had yes. this cool foam. Yes, and you could push. Him... <laughs> yes, yeah, it was like a foam. Uh, uh, what it was it was like sort a of ho- like a laboratory prop thing? Where or was it? Or was it in the swamp itself? I was thinking in the swamp. So you'd put him around. You'd put him in the back of this playset and push him up through the foam, and it looked like he's coming oh, out of the shit. ground. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know what you're And they you're made all about. the different colored Swamp Thing yes. toys, and yeah, that was awesome. I had a, I had that, and I had a, a one where it was a laboratory where you could strap somebody in to like a, a gurney mm-hmm. thing and lower them down into a chamber. Yeah. And then you would do it with like a regular guy, and then he would come back up as a different... I as was, his as his mutated version, you could set it up to do that. Ivy said she, we should do a periscope where we play with toys. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking great because 
If I if I ever sit down and Lazarus has some action figures out, I can immediately my first move. Those who are watching on Periscope can can watch this, but I'll describe it after the fact, or I'll describe it while I'm doing it. the The action figure in my left hand gets turned horizontally, and then the action figure in my right hand moves straight ahead and gets the left guy in a body slam, hmm. and then he body slams him. That's funny because my first my first Boom. reaction is is to put them in like a suplex setup. So like a like headlock a where headlock. the one's bent over. Yeah, yeah. That, not my first one. My first one's body slam. So. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> speaking of that, um, I, it doesn't qualify in first loves because all that other shit came before wrestling for me. I got really into wrestling when I was in about fourth grade. We can stretch it to early loves. Okay. As well, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> But um, wrestling figures, I got so elaborate with those. Yeah. Setting up, you know, pay-per-views for myself. Um, oh, that's a good one. Ways we've broken <laughs> toys. Oh, yeah. I didn't break my shit. I was like you, Nick, because we yeah. talked about this before. Mm-hmm. We, we would get rough with our toys, but not to the point of breaking yeah. And then if other asshole kids, there was always that one kid who just fucking broke everything. Yeah. And you'd have him over and something would get broken. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And you'd go crying to your mom because you're, you know, seven years old. And you're, Brett, he broke it! Brett from the Loveless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Breaking my Power Ranger <laughs> recess. And then mocking me for the entire year. <laughs> And then he had his older brother threaten to beat the shit out of you too. Yeah. If you're not fuck I don't you, know, Brett. If you're um, maybe you're listening and you know of a band called the Loveless, they're really good. But uh, rockabilly band from Dayton. rockabilly, psychobilly, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But uh, I went to school with their singer, and I was actually in a a band with him. We were called March and Collapse. It was like my first real band. Uh, he was a great friend of mine, but not so much early on in, in our lives, <laughs> because I brought some Power Rangers to school one day, and he just took one of my Rangers and started smashing it into the pavement and broke the arm, <laughs> and when I confronted him about it, he just mocked me, and was like, you broke my Power Ranger! <laughs> and every time I passed him in the hallway for the rest of the year, he would do that, and... Um, Dude, yeah, the eye dick. rubbing motion. Yeah, the eye rubbing, the baby crying. <laughs> yeah. it's It was bad. Pissed me off. So, if you have kids, uh, teach them the importance of taking care of their stuff and taking care of other people's stuff, too, because yeah, it's not nice yeah. to break people's toys. It's traumatic. It is. I'd have, I had a kid... My best friend, he was my best friend still, even though he broke my shit all the time. But I would have things around my room that were just broken now. And I'd know who did it, and I'd always remember. I had this I had this globe in my room, and it was like one of those old school textured globes that oh, were made yeah. out of those like... Oh yeah, those were cool. They were awesome. And uh, he knocked it over, and it just punched... Something was laying on the floor and just punched a hole in it. And it was fucking broken there's nothing you can do yeah it's you know 
And uh, ever, you know, we tried to fix it the best we could, but after that day, uh, I never had one of those cool spinning globes in my room again. <laughs> well, so, maybe you can get another one sometime. Maybe. <laughs> I loved that thing, though. That was uh, the first love of uh, decor in my room. Decor? Yeah. I Immediately, I know what mine is. A poster? No. No? Oh, oh shit. Uh-oh. That's I my haven't... fat ass adjusting my seating position, I think. Are we there? Are we going to get to the perfect uh, equilibrium we had earlier? I don't know. Uh-oh. Hold on. This is how Zack Snyder shot Batman v Superman. Uh. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um... Andrew's so, gonna buy me a globe, by the way. So my first, but it love, has to be old school, and yeah. it has to have the mountains that are embossed, the textured, yeah, embossed mountains. Relief <laughs> is what they call it. My my uh, first love decor as a young boy was the first lava lamp that I ever had. Really? Yeah. I didn't peg you for a lava lamp. Oh man, kid. I loved my lava lamp. Ah. Because it was a great night light too. Ah yes. And it had this nice warm blue glow. Yes. As I was drifting off to sleep. Very soothing. Night lights were fucking necessary yeah. when I was a kid. Could not sleep. Mm-hmm. If that bulb went out <laughs> Mom was getting another bulb. There was no oh we'll fix it tomorrow. No, Fuck that, we're fixing it now. So nightlight, yes. I yeah. I love nightlights as well. One of my first loves. Now I prefer complete darkness. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no music, no, I can't, I'm not a sleep with music on guy. I can't let no. the TV on anymore. Nope. I did that as a kid, but yeah. I don't do it now. No. It was, I had one of those TVs, my first TV in my room. Was because I guess my mom got a new TV and we moved hers into mine. And it had, it didn't have a remote. It was one of those clicker TVs oh, yeah. where yeah. you clicked. I the had next one of those channel. in my room. Yeah. <laughs> it had like a dial on uh-huh. it. And, uh, I loved that fucking TV. I would watch Prices Right on mm-hmm. there when I, uh, when I stayed home sick from school and I would eat, uh, grilled cheese and tomato mm-hmm. soup. Uh, or maybe some SpaghettiOs with a peanut butter sandwich, and I would dip the peanut butter sandwich into the SpaghettiOs because fuck logic as a kid. Mm-hmm. That was fucking delicious <laughs> to me. I had uh, I had my NES hooked up to one of those TVs in my bedroom. And, <laughs> and you had to do the RAF. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't the fucking AV cables no. back then. No. I didn't even know of AV cables' existence till DVD players. So I I learned of them um, when I got my N sixty four. Okay, and I remember being really thrown off because I was like, yeah. "Where's where's it screw <laughs> yeah. in?" Like, I think my N sixty four. I still screwed it into the back. Did you? Yeah, I don't think I had. I didn't have AV connected uh, TVs for a while until mm. I started using DVD players. That was when. How about how about the first video game you ever loved? Oh, that would have to be It's tough because my first system that I owned was N64. Or not N64, I'm sorry, Super Nintendo. I don't know why I said that. 
Probably because I'm under the influence of drugs. I'm just kidding. Not drugs. Tons of alcohol and drugs. Um, what was I saying? First system was Super Nintendo, so I, I didn't have an NES at my house. But before I ever owned a video game console, I would go to my cousin's house and play Mario, Duck Hunt, and... I remember he was the first person I knew who had Mario 3, and that was, I would, he would always want to be like, oh, let's play another game, no, I want to play Mario 3, it was, I liked Mario, and I liked games before that, but I think Mario 3 was the first game that I absolutely just, I would have dreams about playing Mario 3, even after I had a Super Nintendo, I would look forward to going to my cousin's <laughs> house to play Mario 3, even though Super Mario World was a fucking masterpiece, too. Yeah. Well, did you get Super Mario All-Stars when it came out? Um, I rented Nintendo? it all the time, uh, but I never, my parents never purchased it for me. Huh. Yeah. That was a big rental, though. It was like the game that I would rent if I didn't see anything else I liked, so I would just be like, ah, fuck it, Mario All-Stars, you know, hit that up. All I think the my time. the first game that I really loved was uh, Castlevania Two. Ah, Simon's Quest. Yeah, and I never even got very far in, in the <laughs> yeah, game, but yeah. I loved it so much. I just because I was into like the horror movie thing when I was a kid, and I loved playing it in my grandparents' basement because I would I would get scared while I was playing it. You yeah, because it was creepy. It had. <laughs> The soundtrack is just like embedded in my DNA. Yeah, from playing it so much, from playing the same first part of the game over and over again. Because you know? how were you gonna know to kneel by a yeah. wall and wait for a tornado to show? Yeah, and I never, drop a red crystal. Then. Right. I never, I never even owned the game as a child. I would just like every weekend when I'd go over there, I would rent that game. Yeah, and we'd go to the video store, and I did that for probably months. And uh, <laughs> somehow that I never got bored. Yeah. I was just playing that same part over and over again until I didn't know what to do. Then I'd die and restart and just that's, do it again. <laughs> that's being a kid for you. It's uh, Well, that's being a kid back then. And loving, you know, I'm sure kids today love stuff that deeply when they're kids. But well, you to know love what? something that today would be like. How the fuck could you well, kids are play so the fucking, same part of a game over and over again? Kids are so easily distracted now, yeah. and that's why I've given my son Lazarus uh, a VHS player in his bedroom, mm -hmm. and I give him tapes to watch, Yeah, because I don't want him to get this syndrome of, like, I'm watching this video, I've watched it for two minutes, now I'm bored, I need something else. Yes. So I just click on something else, and a brand new video appears. And so... You're setting yourself up to have a very short fucking attention span. Yeah, and I think that's a problem for people now. You know, you see the rise of ADHD, and yeah. if you're just going and bouncing from one piece of stimulation to the next, yeah. it was cool back then, because, you know, James Rolfe has talked about this before, mm -hmm. how if you rented a game... Even if it sucked, that that's what you're playing all weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know your parents so. aren't. If you're like we were as kids, which we I imagine we were pretty similar, where we're a little bit on the quieter side. I didn't yeah. go out of my way to piss my parents off no. or raise hell or anything. 
So I was a good kid 99% of the time at that age specifically. Yeah. And, uh, but, so I'm not throwing a fit when we get home and, I don't like this game. Let's take it back and get another one. No, I would, I would stick it out. Yeah. And I would even do that, like, when you're, on the rare occasions, because your parents would sometimes go out on a limb for a present and mm-hmm. they buy you a video game. Yeah. It would often happen at the beginning of console cycles. Yeah. Because you don't know what's good yet mm-hmm. because it just came out. But there, there's these like four to ten games or something that are launch titles. Yeah. So you get a game or two that are amazing and then you get one that just sucks fucking yeah. ass. Yeah. I would still try to play the sucky-ass game and give it equal time. Yeah. Because I felt bad that my parents paid money for that. And it's like, well, it's not the best, but... But now it's like, oh, I played this game for two seconds. Let me delete it and see what else is on the app store. Yeah. I want a different game now, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. and you can do that. Yeah. You just there got it no... five minutes ago and you get rid of it and you have a library of every game ever yeah. made. It's for... not just little kids either. It's just like adults. Yeah. You try an app out for like two minutes and, no, nope, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <We> t- <laughs> it's gone. We and talked like... about the rise and fall of words with friends. Yeah. Like, if you bring that up today, it's like... What is this, 2012? Fuck you. What was was the first app you ever loved? The first app I ever loved? Oh my god. The first app I ever was awed by, that I I loved the the reason for it, and it was the first one I ever downloaded when I finally did get a smartphone. And this app actually wasn't an app at first. It was built into this phone my buddy Mark had, and it became an app later when smartphones, like the very next generation of phones were smartphones. So this was like when phones started getting weird features and being specialized for something like music listening or Here's the phone with the speakers. Or I something. wants to know if it was Grinder. Grinder. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> Tumblr, Grinder, <laughs> Tinder. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? She interrupted. The first me. app. Oh, it was an app where you could say you didn't say it. Now you can, but. You would press the button and it would tell you what song you're listening to. Oh yeah, Shazam. The, the artist right? and the... I don't know if it was called Shazam at the time. It was built into the phone. So mm-hmm. it was like this phone was the only one that had this function. And then they made the service that you could get on smartphones. But that was the first app that I had to have on my phone because I loved... Uh, being in a place and hearing, oh shit, this is a good song, but I don't yeah. know who sings it, but I want to download it later. And you press a button and hold up your phone, and hopefully it's loud enough for your phone to get the information, and you're listening to this. It's still a handy feature. Yeah. But now you can say, Siri, what am I listening to? And she'll tell you. So, Would you consider Snake an app? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it is it is an application, yeah. Because if it was, you probably there's versions of Snake in the App Store. So yeah, I didn't. 
I never had the Nokia brick phone, you so didn't. I, I didn't have Snake. That was my first, so that's probably what I'd have to go with, because okay. I played the shit out of that fucking game. And Well, if we're going yeah. back that far, I had a Brick Breaker game on my Qualcomm mm. phone. <laughs> was it Qualcomm or... Kyocera. Kyocera. Yes. I had a Kyocera phone. It was blue. And it had kind of like that see-through N64 plastic. Yeah. It was cool. And it had a it had brick. It was called Brick Attack, I think. It was the, you know, I thought it was the shit. Because I was like, you play Snake, but I play fucking <laughs> Brick Attack. And we would swap, and I would try Snake, and I fucking sucked at it, so... Speaking of transparent phones, transparent plastic, mm-hmm. you know what was really cool was the the wave of Macs that came out when Jeff Goldblum was oh, doing the hell, commercials. Hell yeah. And they all had the, like translucent blue plastic. Yeah. Man, those were and sweet. They started coming in different colors when it was just like the fat monitor yeah. that looked like a TV and yeah. it would be, you know, a teal, blue, orange. Mm-hmm. I think in Zoolander, that's the computer they smash, mm-hmm. but you haven't seen Zoolander. I have not. I never, yeah. s- never so. have. This guy's never seen Zoolander. Freak! I, Had I, those in school. Oh, wow, cool. that's cool. That's school a hip must school. Been, yeah, pretty, pretty hip Yeah, to have those. Mm-hmm. To have Jeff Goldblum on your team. Yeah. I didn't have I didn't have an experience with a Mac unless it was at like a rich friend's house, you know. All the guys I knew had shitty PCs from fucking HH Greg or something <laughs> or Circuit City. <laughs> the first computer I ever loved was my Alienware. But ah. then, I, then I very quickly came to hate it. It shit out yeah, on Yeah, it never it? worked. <laughs> it never worked. I That's sent it sad. into them twice. And they could just never figure out why it was defective. <laughs> you got a lemon. I got that computer just to play games. And uh, it, uh, from the get-go, would blue screen every time I tried to play a game. <laughs> that was a shit show. That's so sad. Yeah. Did we get... Oh, yeah, we covered the first video game you ever loved, yeah. Yeah. Castlevania 2. What about the first PC game you ever loved? Because that's a different... Back in that time... Yeah. We had consoles first. Mm-hmm. I I mean, PC gaming existed, like Commodore 64 and... Um, um, God, I can't remember. The Atom computer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most people I knew especially had consoles. Nobody I knew had a Commodore 64. Missed. That's what Andrew just said. <laughs> I've ne- I don't know about that one. You never played Mist? No, I don't think so. Unless my memories, uh, you can probably get it on your phone me. at this point. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Um, but uh, computer game, I would say Counter Strike Source, because that was like. So we're not going to go back to like Oregon Trail or Carmen San Diego. I played or I played those games in school, but I wouldn't yeah. say I loved them. Okay. It was always kind of like, oh well, this is better than like doing worksheets. So I really, really liked Oregon Trail. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I would obsess over when we would go to the computer lab and play Oregon Trail, which now every classroom's got computers, but. 
back in our time, there was always a oh, I remember specific math lab. Blaster. Math oh, blaster. Hold on, shit. Okay, um, let me let me back up because there was an early computer game that I did okay. love. I would say. Okay. Um, I'll accept the Counter Strike Source though. Yeah, but we're going back. That's further. like more hardcore. Yeah, you know, adultish. Yeah, teen years. Um, no, uh, what was it called? Midnight Rescue. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like a mystery game where you're going through. I think you're in a school, and hold on. Um, you're going through a school, and there are various robots that you have to. I think you have to track down the robot and uh, and find out if that robot is the one that's up to the mischief in oh, that particular scenario. Okay, and there are clues you have to find. That <laughs> I loved that game, and I remember my dad bought it. Because it was for the Mac, and uh, I played it on his Mac way, way back. This was like the early 90s. Okay. And I thought it was so cool that was I was Was it able on to... a floppy? Yeah. Because we played it in school, and I was just like, my mind was blown that I could actually play this over at his apartment. Because yeah. he had a sweet computer for that time. And Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I don't want to go with Oregon Trail, because... I liked it a lot, and I looked forward to playing it, but the first time, I really loved a PC game. Wow. Roller Coaster Tycoon. My cousin had it. I did mm-hmm. not. Um, but we would, seriously, we would play that game from the moment we fucking woke up to the moment we went to bed sometimes, when I would sleep over at his house. It was... Fucking marathons of roller coaster tycoon. Let me build one now, and we'd yeah. take turns, and the other guy watch would watch each other. Yeah, you'd watch each other, but you'd also have like a fucking wrestling VHS yeah. in the in the TV over here, so yeah. you could if you got bored with roller coaster tycoon for a split second, mm-hmm. because you could reset. Yeah, so you'd walk over and watch a match for a minute, like because my cousin had like DX and shit. VHS tapes, and I yeah. just have my mind blown because I wasn't allowed to watch that shit. Yeah. I had to watch WCW, but when I, whenever I saw fucking DX do something, I just thought it was the coolest shit mm. in the world. And then you you watch that for a minute, and then you turn back and you see your friend having tons of fun on roller coaster checking, and you're like, "Fuck, <laughs> I want to build another one, <laughs> god damn it!" And we'd walk back and forth and just. The best fucking time. Did you ever play Amazon Trail? No, you never played Amazon. Is that Trail. Uh, it was uh, like Oregon Trail, but it came out <laughs> later, so it had it had like you know full color pictures, okay. and there were like actual likenesses of people in the game that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. So I remember one part in particular where you get to this settlement off of uh, off of a river, and you're like in the Amazon, and you go to a little hut, uh, you click on it, and then it comes up with, like, the store, Yeah, and it's just, like, a, a close-up of a guy's face, you know, on the screen, and you can talk to him, and it's like, what do you have? You, like, click that to ask, and I always remember what he said, for some reason it always cracked me up, He so it's like, click, what do you have? 
I have some things. And then, like, <laughs> then the menu comes up with, like, all the different shit you can buy. I have some things. Yeah, like, okay. Well, I assumed you did. You not really given me What much. do you have? I have some things. <laughs> it sounds like he's confusing I have some things with... Yeah. The word something yeah. with an S on the end of it. <laughs> I have some things. <laughs> yeah. I have some things. Great. <laughs> Whenever I think of a merchant in video gaming, I think of the one from Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah. What are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> I used to love... Dealing with that guy, and then when you're done, you know you don't need any more. Just fucking shoot him in the face, and he <laughs> dies. <laughs> I don't do know the, why uh, they let you kill him. Because he didn't deserve to die. Hello, stranger. I think that was what he said. Because <laughs> yeah. my friend, what Brett, buying? Brett, who I mentioned earlier, we always... Uh, would talk in that guy's voice for fun. Me too, we Bender. Played, I love RE4. We played the Mercenaries mode a lot on GameCube mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes do the actual story part of the game. And I always thought it was funny because the way he talks to Leon sounds slightly slightly erotic, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, stranger. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> like he's, he's been lonely in that... <laughs> Dark, dingy fucking corner of yeah. this dilapidated mansion. Oh. And he sees Leon's beautiful face and yeah. hair. At a high price. He's just like... <laughs> imagine that guy's life. Yeah, he just stands there waiting for one single person in the dark with tons of flesh-eating monsters running he around. He has to be a complete badass. Yes, he does. He should get his own game at some point <laughs> to see what the fuck he's up to when Leon's not around. Yeah. Because you can just you can just imagine him standing there waiting for someone to sell his wares to. Zombie comes along. Yeah. It's not going to avoid him. It's going to try to eat him. Just because he's a merchant, yeah. it's not going to attack him. He's got to be defending himself all day long. From the moment he wakes up to the moment he goes to bed. And he only gets the chance to sell to Leon in certain points. Yeah. So he's not just following him. Do you think he had other customers that you didn't see? I would hope. Because that poor guy, he's not uh, hes not making a living. He's not supporting a family off those profits. Because I'm pretty frugal with video game money. Probably more so than in real life. Do you think he was he was also selling sex toys? <laughs> Andrew, I think, suggested that he was selling guns and dildos. He probably had a sex toy at least to use on himself. Yeah. Because that's got to be a lonely life. Erotic. Um, exotic porn. Yeah. What are you buying? <laughs> exotic yeah. porn? Oh, stranger. <laughs> that's the name of the DVD that's in his, <laughs> in his cloak that he opens up. Uh. <laughs> um, so uh, we got first computer games, first video games, which mm-hmm. was consoles for both of us. Yeah. 
I think I asked the last one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're doing a specific format, but it seems like we're kind of going riffing back and forth. How about your first your first love as far as hangouts go? Hangouts? Your first haunt. Oh man, that's tough cuz I I used to sleepovers were the shit basically when I was a kid. And I would I did that beyond the age that it was probably considered cool, you know. Can I go sleep over at Andy's? And it's like, you're still doing sleepovers? You're like 12, 13 years old? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. They're awesome, you know. Kids at school started acting like they were too cool for that shit. But Shit, man. Kyle and I, we were sleeping over and staying up until fucking four or five in the morning marathoning like Resident Evil. Yeah. Way into high school. Oh, like, yeah. When we were driving. Me too. So I'd drive over to his house, or he'd come over to mine and just fucking play games all night and watch shitty movies. Yeah. That was, those were some of the best sleepovers, in my opinion, because right. you didn't have anyone telling you to go to bed. Yeah. You know, as long as you weren't, like, making a fucking, you know, a huge commotion or something. At that point, you don't really do that anymore, so. Yeah. I think when you're still having to ask your parents to drive you and being like, can I stay over? Yeah. There's an awkward point between where that is cool with everybody and then people think they're too old for it. And then when you can drive, then everybody starts doing it again. Yeah. You know, I would have my buddies over my house and let them crash on the floor. You don't call it a sleepover by that time. It's like, hey, can I crash here? I'm tired. Or you would just like... Both be, one would be on the bed and one would be like on a mattress on the floor or like yeah. laying on the floor or something and you would just fucking fall asleep watching something funny, you know. It's romantic, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I remember one in particular where Kyle and I stayed up like all night. It was in, I think we were in eighth grade and we made uh, like every kid that we hated in uh, WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> And then just, like, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> that was a fun evening. Just cracking up. Just making them look as yeah. stupid as possible. Giving them, like, the shittiest <laughs> in- entrance music. Giving them, like, Deborah McMichael's wave when they came out, you know. And... I would do that to people in The Sims as yeah. well. I used to, like, making assholes from school and making them pricks in the yeah. game. And then, of course, banging the hot girls, mm-hmm. you know, make the girl you have a crush on, <coughs> get your characters to eventually have sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creepy shit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, so my first hangout outside of Holmes, because that would, I mean, that was the biggest. Yeah. But, um... When I had my buddies in, in like, 8th grade when we would start wandering the neighborhood and trying to go over other people's houses and not wanting to be drive driven there, and if they were close enough, um, we would walk down to UDF up the street and get a milkshake. Or just stand around and act like assholes and do jackass stuff, <laughs> which was, you know, jackass was fucking massive back yeah. then, and, uh, 
we would make our own jackass videos. I did that too. And we would go down to to UDF and find a shopping cart. Or I remember uh, stealing my dad's um, crutches that he had from when he had surgery. They were like 15 years old even back then. And just like slowly crossing at a red light and then just falling in the middle of the street and holding out traffic. <laughs> but that was our haunt and they would sometimes make us leave because yeah. we'd hang out too long because we didn't have anywhere else to fucking go. And I remember one time outside of the UDF we used to walk to uh, just up the street we found uh, an intact cigar inside of the packaging. It was a Titan Philly, um, individually wrapped, and I thought it was going to be badass. (laughs) Smoke it. I'd never smoked anything, but I think I was uh, like 14, maybe? And I was so excited to smoke this cigar, and we talked about it, and just like, I blew smoke, so much smoke, like, fuck yeah, this is going to be sweet. And then when the time rolled around, um... I chickened out. You wouldn't even take a puff? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and my buddy smoked it in front of me, and then years later, I think I tried a... I tried a cigar before I ever tried a cigarette. I think somebody let me take a hit off a of black and mild. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I think a black and mild was the first thing I ever smoked. The first time I ever saw one of my friends smoke... I was driving my <clears throat> my first car was a Toyota 4Runner and it was formerly formerly my grandfather's mm-hmm. and I had had it for probably like six months and one day I was driving with uh, my friend Kyle and he just happened to like open up the ashtray <laughs> yeah. that I hadn't touched since I like had the car and there was a cigarette butt in there with yeah. like a tiny bit of cigarette <laughs> left oh god and he just grabbed it and. He, like, had a lighter for some reason, <laughs> and he just lit it up and started smoking it. And I about, like, crashed the car because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it's, like, the most ridiculous thing I'd, I'd seen anyone ever do because he didn't even smoke. He wasn't a smoker. Yeah. He just grabbed my grandpa's old cigarette and started smoking it. I mean, it sounds dumb, but for some Did reason you think at the it, time, was it was cool or? No, he was just being. He was just being funny. Yeah. And, and you it, thought it was fucking oh, hysterical. God, yeah, it was like one of the funniest <laughs> fucking things I've ever seen for some reason. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. It does um, sound funny too. Yeah. Um I I can't oh man. I remember seeing a dude smoke or knowing of a dude smoking when I was twelve. And that he was my buddy, so it pissed me off. Because I had that happen with uh, one of my friends early on. Yeah. And I was like, dude, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, you're killing... That's bad for you, and, you know, it's going to get you in trouble and all the shit. And I was the stick in the mud. I still am. We, uh... Yeah, I had a friend who moved to Florida when I was in fourth grade, and, um... I was, like, best friends with him and one other guy in elementary school. And I stayed really good friends with uh, my my other friend Mike all throughout 
And uh, then when we were in sixth grade, our friend Tommy came back up here, and uh, he just like pulled out a pack of cigarettes when we were walking around and started smoking. Oh Jesus! And we both started giving him a bunch of shit. Yeah. And he got pissed off, and we ended up <laughs> taking his cigarettes and we like threw them down a drain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I got so, so butthurt about it. Yeah, I was like that. It's like, dude, you're, we're in like sixth grade. Yeah. (laughs) Walking around smoking. God. Um, Back then it made you cool though. Yeah. I mean, not to me. I thought people who smoked were fucking douchebags, but. But anyway, I, I, I don't think we ever got to like your, your first love of, uh, my hangout. Okay. Hangout place. Yeah, and that was the UDF. That was the UDF? Yeah. Okay. I liked walking I, I down there. I know you were just going through. That was the only or... place nearby. There okay. was a UDF and there was a speedway across the street and the UDF had ice cream. So, and Blue Moo Cookie Dough was the fucking ice cream of choice. Oh yeah, that stuff's awesome. And then there was a La Rosa's up the street, which ended up being my first job, <laughs> ironically, but... Those were the only things that were within relative walking distance where we could hang out and act like idiots for a while. Yeah, there were there were places where I walked around town and I liked that, but I don't think I really loved hanging out someplace until I started hanging out at the mall like every oh. weekend. That was just uh that was lots of glorious fun, just Yeah being a mall rat because <laughs> i watched the movie and then i wanted to be brody and yeah it's and so i started doing that and <laughs> i didn't it was i always liked going to the mall even as a kid i just mm-hmm. me I too always got really excited when we'd go to the mall and I then i fucking that, loved forest fair yeah that place was awesome with the fountain and yeah. stuff and but you get to the age when you could actually drive to the mall and just fucking walk around yeah and uh you know this is before social media so like you're trying to to meet girls or whatever that aren't at your school yeah you do you know you do laps and you'd see <laughs> like a group of girls and it's like okay if we see them again we'll go up and talk to them you know yeah. you start running through this whole thing and you can't get the nerve up the next times so, okay well if we see them one more time then we're gonna say yeah. something it's, yeah <laughs> but fuck man now do kids even have to do that is anyone going through that uh, crisis anymore, or is it just know. like... There's still a lot of person-to-person interaction with kids. But are they taking that risk, do you think? Oh, to go up and talk to somebody? Yeah, just out of the blue. Just be I like, hey, I, I think... Because, I think I don't today know. our kids are probably a lot more insecure, and it's probably... Because it's more accepted and it's more become the norm to be antisocial... Mm-hmm. Um, they they might be like that. I'm sure they're still your outgoing types who will always go up and say hi. But but I feel like now it's uh, it's there's a lot of emphasis placed on uh, you know not judging by appearance. Yeah. And back then, that's all you got. Yeah, you were going off of like, hey, I think you're kind of hot. Yeah. Uh, I think you're, now yeah. now let's talk and see <laughs> yeah. if, if your personality matches mm-hmm. up because that was sometimes it didn't. Yeah. And you talk to you go up to a girl and she's just like a complete cunt for no reason, yeah. you know, just uh, you know, yeah. do that whole thing or just like roll their eyes. <laughs> but I think that's would do that. But I yeah. think that's good 
Yeah. Because then that teaches you, uh, yeah, you're not always going to be successful here. Yeah. You're not God's gift to women. And when so, you are successful to uh, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's, there is no just uh, swiping through <laughs> to figure out. Nah. I, I mean, it's, I think it's still just as superficial as it ever was. Yeah. Only now there's no guts involved. You no. just have to <laughs> send a message online. Yeah. Or get matched up on OkCupid or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I work at a high school five days a week, mm-hmm. and my kids get boyfriends and girlfriends, and it's through, like, clubs at school. But I have... I have nerds. Yeah. They're like the kids who actually participate in act after school activities that aren't football or, you know, playing hacky sack mm-hmm. or something like was in my day. <laughs> I have like show choir kids and kids who run track and do clubs and uh, well, I think that's a that's a pretty natural way to yeah. meet people, you know. That if you're, you're working together setting, in a group yeah. setting in a team setting and you yeah, get a sense of another person's personality and the way they conduct themselves, it seems like a good way and they uh yeah, that's uh or they meet somebody at their first job or something. Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing. So they they are still meeting face to face. It's not as bad as you would think yet, but um, I'm sure certain elements are diminished. That's yeah, all, you know, right. I don't think that uh, kids aren't talking to each other anymore, but yeah. I'm sure that certain aspects that were once kind of formidable formidable are probably kind of dissipating now. Yeah, in favor of you know, more, uh, uh, I don't know, just, uh, an approach where you can ease into things mm-hmm. without having to take a big jump. Like, is this person going to ignore me or? Yeah. There's know. no going out on that diving board and just fucking diving in without. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that is greatly diminished. Well, uh, we're about done here for the night. So, okay. um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe we should do one more before we another uh, first love. Yeah. Sure. How about uh, the first first band you ever loved? That's that's or musician. Tough. That's tough because I liked music a lot, but the word love implies that it. I mean, it woke something up inside you, and you just loved it. You know. I didn't love music until I hit about eighth grade, and I, I, uh, I loved Blink 182's "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" when it came out in 2001. Um, I was fucking blown away by that album. I loved the way it sounded. I loved um, the guitars and the tones and the subject matter. The fucking image of the band and how they just didn't give a shit. I thought it was, you know, I know everybody got, thinks OG Blink is the shit, but that was, I'd heard Blink before that, you know, stuff from Dude Ranch and, um, and, uh, Enema, but, uh, take off your pants and jacket. A lot of it was about being a lonely guy and not knowing how to talk to girls and getting, you know, all that stuff, and I was, that connected with me because I, I had a 
hell of a time talking to girls. Just fucking... I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Just wouldn't. There was no... Dude, go over and talk to her. It was like, nope, not <laughs> going to. Girls would think I was cute and I would hear that they liked me and stuff and I still wouldn't because I was just fucking petrified. So... But my first band I ever loved was Take Back or uh, Blink One Eight Two, and then Take Back Sunday. Shortly after was another one of those revelations where yeah. I just, holy fucking shit, this this music exists. Mm-hmm. It was just something totally fucking new and hit me in the perfect time, and it still that tell all your friends album it just holds a very special place in my heart um but take off your pants jacket first love my first love musically was uh, metallica really yeah nice <laughs> they were the first band that i really got into that i felt the need to go out and get their entire catalog mm-hmm. you know i never you know i liked music and i had cd's but I had never heard a band where I wanted to know all about them. Yeah. You know, I taped their behind the music and I watched it all the time and, you know, wanted to start it, kill them all and listen to the entire catalog. And, uh, yeah, they were the first band that I got heavily into. So I'd say they were the first band I really loved. And then to follow them up was uh, Weezer after that, who is still my favorite band to this day. Yeah. So, Yeah. Big Mac Sunday is making a new album. Mm-hmm. Weezer just came out with a new album. Yep. And Bayside's uh, just got another one coming out, too. Holy shit. And I know Every Time I Die I just finished one. Mm-hmm. we got a lot of cool shit coming our way here very soon. And maybe a new, brand new album sometime. Yeah. If they ever... Probably their last one, too. Um, if what Jesse Lacey was talking about pans out, but... Yeah, we'll see. We, we will, we will. I did, um, for Blink, I went through a Nirvana phase where mm-hmm. I did, it was because a friend of mine liked them though, so I got all their albums and stuff and I really, really liked them, but when I think of the word love and just mm-hmm. something that spoke to me, uh, yeah. I'll stick with, with Blink for sure. Just the perfect time, the perfect mindset, maturity level. <laughs> it's funny that those guys were in their 20s. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, Mid-20s by then. How about uh, for next week's podcast? Next week. Oh, man. I'm so tired now. <laughs> it's 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, our time. If you're watching this in the future, that's why I'm tired, because it's very late at night or early in the morning. I still consider 2 o'clock the night before. Yeah. I don't think of it as the morning of the next day yet. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that bothered me. I worked at Speedway third (laughs) shift, and people would come in at like 12.30. Mm -hmm. Morning. It's like, no! Fuck you, dude. Yeah, that would always piss me off. <laughs> that pissed me so. off you just telling me that right there. <laughs> they would do it. What they about uh, jobs? That made me jobs. think of jobs we've had. We have some fucking 
We'll have some fucking awesome God. job stories. Yeah, I've had so many. <laughs> I know you have. I know you have. That's we, why I picked it. I've had a lot of jobs too, but not nearly as many as you, I don't think. The guys in my first band <laughs> used to laugh about how many jobs I'd had when I was like 19 or 20. Jesus Christ. I didn't get my first job till I was 18 because mm. my parents, as long as I was doing a sport, mm-hmm. I didn't have to have a job because... You're busting your ass, you know. I'm some kids did both, but I was just I couldn't do it. Well, we'll pick it up next week with jobs. Jobs next week. That'll be fun. Hopefully, we'll have the other two with us, and they'll Dale and uh, Bender will get their jobby stories in there. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. We'll we'll talk to you later. See you later, guys. Bye. Super divorce.